Hello, everyone. This is DJ Mill for Real Podcast. Yes, that is right. This is DJ Mill for Real Podcast. And this is your host, J Mill, coming at you. And he's, uh, we have a fun show today. And by we, I mean me and my co host, the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, the incomparable, Mr. Joshua Rarick. How's it going, Joshua? It's done great. I hope everybody's enjoying this crappy winter weather stretch as much as I am. And if you are not because you live in a warm climate, I don't like you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sunny San Diego. 70 all year, right? <laughs> yeah, we uh, 23, uh, 18 inches of snow last weekend, followed up by an inch and a half ice storm today. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, we had a little bit of freezing rain today. We actually had 50 degrees yesterday, but, uh, you know, we, we, we've gotten some, uh, you know, we, we have more coming and we had that, uh, I think we had tw- uh, 18 to 20 inches. Our town had 24, but I, I feel our property was 18 to 20 inches last week. So, yeah, so it's been a good time. Um, and then the rain just took it all away last night before Autumn got a chance to play in it, which is kind of sad. Oh. <laughs> That was the first thing she noticed this morning. I, I, I was getting ready for uh, bed after a long night of work, and I hear her upstairs uh, uh, tell, telling Nana that um, uh, that there's no more snow. <laughs> that stinks. Yeah, no, it really does stink. So, um, so yeah, we don't have football this week because, um, you know, I, I guess we'll say a few quick words about the Pro Bowl. Uh, like, be, because we it's not really football what's getting played um, on this Sunday. Um, you know, so what, what we're going to be doing is this is going to be our NFL awards show. But, um, you know, really quick on the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it, it's nice. Uh, if Autumn wants to sit down and watch it with me, um, then I, I will watch for as long as she wants to, you know, because – younger players this this is her generation of football so yeah you, you get it so uh, getting her a fan keeping her interested plus i think she'll be fascinated by the fact that there are representatives from most teams there so but beyond that is is this any more anything more than like uh, a gimmick for kids at this point in time in your opinion uh not really i i still enjoy the skills competition because it makes me lol uh <laughs> stefan stefan diggs diving through a table catching a football was kind of fun okay um, other than that do I they mean, still play dodgeball i don't believe so uh that 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 would be a, I, I would probably watch that if they brought it back i um you know i'll, I'll watch possibly i don't know maybe depends on what else i'm doing it's not going to take priority that i'm just going to say that like if there's literally anything else going on that day I'm not going to watch it. I will watch it for as long as it holds Autumn's interest. And then, uh, and then at the point in time when she doesn't care about it anymore, I will, I will turn it off and play Pokemon Legends of Arceus. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. E- even the players don't really find the Pro Bowl to be that fun at this point. I mean, if you're under the age of 27, do you, uh, if you're over the age of 27, do, do you even go to the Pro Bowl anymore? I don't think so. I will say one thing about the Pro Bowl. Um, if you enjoy random betting and you have like twenty five dollars, <laughs> I do think I do think the over of sixty two and a half is just laughable for a game where you're not allowed to blitz the quarterback. Yeah, right. Take take the over. 
<laughs> There's our advice. This is this is not a normal football Friday show. This this is a it's an NFL award special. Um, yeah, though you know it's it's we're not going to tell you who we're going to play or whatnot as far as NFL awards, but just note that we're going to be giving our picks at, uh, as to who we think would win in addition to who we would vote for. But um, yeah, no, if, uh, well, if could, take the over on the Pro Bowl. Throw, yeah, if I could throw one disclaimer out about the Pro Bowl, sure, or not the Pro Bowl, the award show. Um, these are our picks for who we would vote for, not necessarily our picks on who is going to win. So please, oh, we're, we're going to be predicting way. also. We're gonna we're gonna pick who we are well, voting for, and then we're gonna predict who we think will win. You're, you're killing me. I'm just trying to tell people not to bet off our picks. Oh yeah. Um, you know. Do your own research. Do look at your own stuff. If you're going to place wagers on who wins what awards, please please do not look to us as anybody that knows anything. We're, we're just we're two guys recording a podcast that we think is fun. Um, you know, we occasionally give really good betting advice, like me last week. But as far as the awards stuff, there there's no way that we can know anything. It's just how people voted. Don't. So there you go. That is my disclaimer for it. Yeah. Don't look at us for your don't look at us for your advice today. I mean, with that said, I only got one wrong last year off of my predictions. Not that that counts wow. anything because because, you know, it wasn't public or anything, but uh, the only thing I got wrong was defensive player of the year. Yeah, the the guy who loves defense more than anything else got defensive player of the year wrong. <laughs> so, which one are we starting with here? All right, let's uh, let's start with coach of the year because I I think coach of the year is one where we could have some good conversation yet at the same time, it almost feels like it's, it's a little more solidified at this point in time. Um, I'm going to go through my journey on coach of the year first, and then, uh, then I'll pass it to you. Um, if, if you got to me at mid season uh, at the peak of the, the Cardinal win uh, streak, I would tell you that I, I wasn't 100%. I wouldn't necessarily go Kyler Murray MVP, but I would definitely go Cliff Kingsbury coach of the year at that point in time. And, uh, you know, I would still feel good about that uh, a few weeks after the, after that, but that card will uh, spiral out of control at the end. The fact that they didn't clinch that division, that there is no way that you, uh, that he's even remotely in the top five, as far as consideration by the season's end, I was 100% on Mike Vrabel because as bad as the Cardinal spiral, spiral was what Mike Vrabel did with a team that basically got destroyed, like, you know, long-term absences from uh, A.B. and uh, or Antonio, not Antonio, um, A.J. Brown and uh, Julio Jones, uh, done for the season, Derrick Henry, uh, you know, various different struggles, so th- things that were all going against the Titans, yet they still took the one seed. And I would very much have stayed with Vrabel as my pick if this was Chiefs and Rams in the Super Bowl or Chiefs and 49ers in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't have gone off of Rabel, but because the Bengals made it, because Zach Taylor took a team with a second-year quarterback, um, an incredibly young team as a whole, a team that has overachieved, like they weren't supposed to, uh, they weren't supposed to make the playoffs before the season began. They weren't supposed to clinch that division halfway through the season they weren't supposed to go into Tennessee and beat the Titans they weren't supposed to go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs how could you not vote for Zach Taylor at this point in time 
Uh, he would be who I vote for. And honestly, he is who I am expecting to win. Throwing it your way, Josh. Uh, yeah, up until recent weeks, I were, you know, kind of sort of recent events, I would have possibly considered, uh, sorry, Cook Kingsbury. Uh, I would have also had Brian Flores really high on my list. Okay. Uh, um, it's got to be Zach Taylor. It, it, it just has to be. But interesting fact for you about Coach of the Year. Okay. If you play Madden, if you play Madden 22 franchise mode. Yeah. No matter, unless your team basically has the one seed or goes to the, and wins the Super Bowl, at the end of the year, the Coach of the Year is always Zach Taylor. Really? Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. Every single franchise run you do, the coach of the year will be Zach Taylor, unless you are the one seed or you, or you win the Super Bowl. Which I just think is, uh, you know, kind of telling that everybody, including a video game, understands that that guy is performing above his weight class right now. Uh, are are there guys who you expect to get votes? Like I, I still expect Vrabel to get some votes. Um, I, at a certain point in time, I would have expected McCarthy to get some votes before the, the early exit. Uh, do you think like a, a Shanahan or McVay might get some votes too, or do you, or do you think this is mostly uh, uh, Taylor by quite a bit? And then, like, who? I think your second place, your second place vote getter is going to be Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what he did with like a rookie quarterback, young team, and after last year with that roster, a I, team of I no names. He... Honestly, they win one playoff game, like they make it to that second round and, and get beaten by the Chiefs instead of the Bills. Uh, I would probably still consider Bill Belichick over Zach Taylor at this point in time. But the, the fact that they lost the way they did to Buffalo took him out of contention. Yeah, but. I mean, I think Belichick still gets some some second place votes here. Yeah, I, I think and that's very fair. My, he's not my second choice. Um, yeah, okay. So um, now, I when they put it up for the award, do do we know who the third? Do we know who the three people who are up for the award are at this point? I, I, I don't I, think so. No. Okay. So who do you think the third person up for the award is going to be? Not who would you, uh, it would be for you, but who do you think it's going to be? Do you, is Vrabel a safe choice, or do you think it's going to be Shanahan or McVay? I think it's going to be McVay. Okay. Um, but I, I don't think it's even going to be close enough where anybody is going to care. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone's going to care. And I, I'm, I'm sure Bill will get some stray votes. Like it's At the end of the day, you can argue that that Bengals team is far more talented than that Patriots team, and uh, the, the fact that they ended where they ended, uh, it may even be more of a miracle than <laughs> uh, unless so, he were to win. So this show is, again, one of the ones we've done second half, obviously. So there's no real show notes passing forth here or passing back and forth. Um, yeah. So I'm, at the risk of derailing your schedule, and I know you have a pen or a pencil, so you can just cross things off if you need to. Yep. Let's, let's talk about Comeback Player of the Year. Comeback player of the year. This is this is a conversation I've been having with Uber passengers all week. And there there are three names that come up over and over again. And these three people should be the three people who are up for it. And those three names are Joe Burrow, Nick Bosa, and Dak Prescott. 
Who was the Who was the last one you said? Zach Prescott. Okay. Can, in your opinion, can you argue a fourth person into the conversation before we even get no. into what? I don't think so. Uh, I could, I could entertain someone who's talking Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe. Uh, but I can't. I mean, it's definitely not Saquon or, or CMC. I can tell you that much. <laughs> definitely not my first overall. My first pick at the beginning of the season was Austin Eckler. I, I think you could possibly make a case for Eckler in fourth if you wanted to. I think you can make a case for Eckler in either that fourth or fifth spot. Um, I, I definitely agree with you as far as that goes. And, and honestly, we didn't even talk about uh, Bur- Burrow when it came to it. And, and we talked about Bosa very little when we were talking about it at that time. I was very, I was very much on Dak. You were very much on Eckler. Uh, I think in the end, I took Dak and CMC, and I gave you uh, Saquon to go with with Eckler. Um, yep. CMC and Saquon just flat out. <laughs> yeah, but um, so let, let let let's talk comeback player of the year. Um, the person I would vote for is not the person I think is going to win. Okay. When it comes down to it for me, coming back from an Achilles tendon as opposed to an ACL MCL, I think is a huger feat for a guy who is in the trenches. He can he set the record for the amount a player was double teamed, uh, the amount of uh, percentage of plays a, a player was double teamed. We're not talking a um, we're not talking for us, you know, for just for this season, he set an NFL record for the percentage of plays he was double teamed on and still came up with 15.5 sacks and still had a incredibly high P, uh, PFF grade on quarterback pressures. I would 100% vote for Nick Bosa if I had a vote because the injury compared to the position compared to the record, compared to the production, I believe it's more impressive than what Burrow did in the context of coming back from an injury. Mm. The NFL writers are going to vote Burrow because he's playing in the end, because he's playing in the big game. Thoughts? And he, I'm, I'd say Burrow. The, and the reason I'm going to say Burrow is just he's come back, he's led that team. He had a 550 50-yard, five-touchdown game. That's absurd. Isn't that more important to, uh, like, an MVP-type conversation than it is to a um, than it is to a comeback player of the year conversation, though? Like, don't yes, you have to factor in severity not, of injury? He's not going to be in that and the MVP conversation, so I want to – you got to give him credit here. Yeah, and also, well, this, this is why he's going yeah. to win this because he can't be in the MVP conversation. Achilles is bad, but comeback player of the year for for the MCL uh, the MCL ACL injury, while also factoring in the fact that that guy got hit in the legs so many times this year. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like the, the, honestly, they both deserve to win the award. If either one of these, like minus Alex Smith last year. These might be the two strongest comeback player of, uh, of the year uh, arguments in the last decade, minus Alex, Alex Smith. 
And honestly, yeah. debatably Alex Smith too, because yeah, the comeback itself in reference to the injury is the greatest story of all time. It probably in sports, but you know, let's be honest, Alex Smith's production wasn't nearly what Joe Burrows or Nick Bosa's were. Right. They, um, one proved all he could do is win and one proved to be the most unblockable person. Uh, uh, the, the, yeah. The, the top pass rushing force in the NFL for one season. Not saying Bose is better than Donald. I'm just saying Bose's season this year was the best individual season that we've probably seen out of a defensive line. Okay. Um, oddly enough, I'm not going to have him winning defensive player of the year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. So, is there any shot that Dak wins? No, um, just no. Yeah, his, his season wasn't that great. Um, his team was. I think you have to give some like looks to the fact that his team was exceptionally different than other people's teams. Yeah. Um, and that team that he was. I just kind of. I guess I look at it. What was Dak's? Where would you give it to Dak? You know, well, there's nowhere I would Bosa, versus Bosa and Burrow. Uh, you you can't give it to Dak. Um, right. If if his competition was Eckler and OBJ, if you took out the top two guys, which you know we're stretching a lot, I could give it to Dak based off of uh, uh, severity of injury, the fact that he came back strong week one, and that. He, he had flashes of brilliance right uh, right throughout the end of the season. There were rough games in there, but, you know, OBJ didn't really make any real comeback till like, the last month of the season. And uh, and uh, Austin Eckler, it's um, uh, Eckler's injury that he was coming back from. It wasn't as bad as Dax because, frankly, Eckler came back last season. Like he was, he was very much already healthy going into 2021. So so that's the argument for Dak. But versus Burrow and Bosa, there is no argument. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm that's where I'm coming at it from. It's it's those two. I'm gonna give it to Joey B. You're gonna give it to uh, Bosa. But I I think that uh, I I feel very confident in saying that Burrow is gonna win it. Yeah, me too. All right, let's uh, move on to one of the rookie of the years, uh, Micah Parsons. Okay, yeah. Uh, anything to say there? Uh, do Do we care about number two and three? Like, I don't know, Micah like, Parsons. Yeah, it's Micah Parsons, defensive player, a defensive rookie of the year. I mean, he. he it's possible. It's possible to be unanimous. So it's it's going. Who's who's not okay? My bad. Someone voted for Big Ben over Alex Smith last year. So I I guess let's wait for their vote to come in. Um, but it's like the MLB Hall of Fame. There's always that one guy that doesn't want it to be unanimous. Yeah, you're a fool if you have a vote and you vote waste it on anyone but Michael Parsons. Period. Done. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, let's <laughs> move on. Um, we alluded to uh, defensive player of the year, um, but we're not going to do that yet because why don't we just swing into the offensive rookie of the year real quick? Um, really, when it comes down to it, 
th th this is another two-man race where one person seems to have a clear uh, a clearer edge, though not completely decisive. Would would you agree that it is Jamar Chase versus Mac Jones? Yeah, I would. Uh, with maybe uh, is it so? Let's start with the number three. Is it Jalen Waddle or is it Eli Mitchell or Jaylen someone Waddell else? Jalen Waddle's the guy for me. Um, I think he, so, and the main reason for me is the London game. It's he had that he had the showcase game, whereas yeah. I don't know if Eli Mitchell necessarily ever had the game where he was the only guy on your TV and you were focused on watching Justin. Yep. And I 100 be, before people yell at me, I, I, I didn't forget about Najee Harris when I was saying all this. I didn't forget about Kyle Pitts when I was saying all this. I feel that Eli Mitchell was, was very important to the San Francisco scheme. Like I, I feel that Jalen Waddle was out of all of the rookies. He was probably the most important rookie to his team period, including Micah Parsons. Right. That's not saying he was better, but he, he was the most important rookie to his team, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, and I, I'm not, this isn't me saying that I think that uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, like Kyle Pitts did some very impressive stuff for a rookie tight end. Najee Harris had a very impressive workload for the Steelers. It's just, you're up against a, uh, you're up against two superstar wide receivers and a rookie quarterback that led his team to the playoffs. Like it's, it's really hard to give it to a running back or a tight end. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, so, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, I feel that, because of the Super Bowl, like again, because of the Super Bowl, it is definitely Jamar Chase who's going to win it. Okay. But if I were sitting here today and I, I needed to cast a vote, I would be saying, man, I wished, I wish that the choice would be easier. Like, I wish that Mac Jones would have put up 30 on the Buffalo defense. Because if Mac Jones put up 30 on the Buffalo defense, I would probably still be casting it for Mac Jones. Mm. But I think with the way everything settles, I would probably just cast it for Jamar Chase. Okay. This point. How about you? It, it, for me, it's just easier. Um, I mean, I can tell that for you, it, it was a lot more thought provoking. For me, it's Jamar Chase. Okay. I you're never. I was never looking at the game like, oh no, Mac Mac Jones is on the field. This is great. And I think what killed it for me, and where I think we're going to look at it and say, nope, it's not Max. You know, it's just it can't be Max Award. It's just going to boil down to three pass attempts against Buffalo. Yeah. You cannot give the offensive player or offensive rookie of the year award to a guy that had three pass attempts. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Honestly, it's probably and not I, as close as I just tried to make it. Uh, you, you know what it is? We're we're talking about a lot of Bengals in the show. We're talking yeah. about a lot of Bengals in the show. And you know, honestly, rightfully so. Um yeah. <laughs> 
Look at where they are. I mean, that's all you got to do is just say, look at where they are. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they're one of the best two teams in the NFL right now. That's it. Yep. And argu- arguably, we'll find out next week if they're the best team in the NFL. Honestly, I'm looking forward to it. And I say uh, arguably on that, by the way, because I know that sometimes people still go to it and say, just because you won the Super Bowl doesn't mean you're the best team. Well, I mean, you know, you, you are the best team for that season. You might not be the most talented team in the league, but you are the best team for one season. Right. For anybody that says you're not the best just because you won the Super Bowl, you're an idiot. The end. <laughs> You feel a little more strongly than me, but you know the, the 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 truth is, as of right now, the Buccaneers are still considered the best team in football, right? <laughs> uh, until the new champions crowned, right? Yeah, and it's and I mean, it's a controversial statement, apparently, but to me, that's rightfully so. Until somebody takes it away from you, it's yours. Yep. And how are you going to say that a team was the best team in football that doesn't have the Lombardi Trophy? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the current Lombardi still resides in Tampa for another uh, eight days. <laughs> yeah, Tampa um, Tom took it on his way out. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's it. All right. But, so moving right along, we are, we're going to finish with M- the league MVP. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, I am the IDP awareness guy. Yeah, hashtag IDP awareness. So so it feels like I should be ending with the defensive player of the year. But uh, I'm going to spice things up a little for, uh, for for the MVP vote anyway, to be completely honest. Uh, uh, a hot take will jump into there. But um, and, th- and then I'll back off of it completely. <laughs> okay. Uh, but at, at the same time, uh, you know, uh, well, I'm still celebrating uh, IDP awareness, even if it's not the uh, the thing that we're closing the show with. Um, it, it's 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 just general you know, custom in the NFL to close with the MVP. So, uh, defensive player of the year. Um, I hate the fact that I know Trayvon Diggs is going to be on the three man ballot. I absolutely hate that. Because he's not a top 10 defensive player this season in the NFL. I get it, the interceptions and everything. But if that final ballot isn't TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, and Nick Bosa, then the writers got it wrong. Well, we have different final ballots. Okay. What was that? We have different people on there. Where's Aaron Donald? You, you want to put in Donald instead of Garrett? Yes. Yes, I do. Because I think Aaron Donald, I think he, he's going to be on the top three. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be on the top three, but uh, – Statistically, you know, if, if you go by all the next gen stats, if you go by double coverages, if you go by, uh, you know, if you go by pure stats, and if you go throw it back into the next gen stats with double coverages, and you factor in uh, uh, highest pass rushing grade, so on and so forth, Donald is not, and you mash it all together, Donald is not in the top three defensive performances this year. Okay. 
with that said, if you want to factor in all that Aaron Donald does, like I didn't watch every Rams game this year. Uh, I do know that the Rams defense got decidedly better when Von Miller uh, kicked in too. So I, I feel my statement is uh, of making Donald number four is very much is supported by the fact that that defense got better when Von Miller uh, really kind of kicked in. With that said, I'm not going to argue against the best player in football. Yes, that's right. I, I don't I don't care how many times uh, I, you know, I will say it every time I get a chance to say it. Aaron Donald is the best NFL player. No, is the best football player in the world, period. Not going to even argue, uh, argue that with anyone. And I really hope he finally gets the number one spot uh, when, when the NFL players vote their top 100 uh, this offseason. Um, but you know, so I, I am not going to fault anyone who decides to put Aaron Donald on there, but it has to be okay. those four. It has to be three of those four, right? It has to be, but Trayvon Diggs will probably slip on there. Yeah. And the question is who are, so, so we already know that Bose is not going to be on the ballot. Right. Um, because his spot is probably because the truth is the NFL was high on TJ Watt and Miles Garrett most of the season. Is there a chance that the final ballot is Trayvon Diggs, TJ Watt, and Miles Garrett, and that neither Bosa nor Donald are on it? I don't see how you can do that. I, I don't see how I don't think so. And I don't think that, it, no, I don't think that those two push out the other two. Okay, so who who do you think the final ballot is? I'm gonna say it's gonna gotta be TJ, Aaron Darnold, and then I'm gonna go with uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Bosa, but I think that they're gonna put Diggs. Man, it is such a shame if Diggs and Donald are on the ballot at the cost of Garrett and Bosa. It is mm. such a shame, in my opinion. But I. But regardless, I think I think the awards already won, and I don't think you, they care that much about being third place. Yeah, no, the, you know the truth is, if it, you're voting for T.J. Watt, everyone's voting for T.J. Watt. It's not going to be unanimous because nobody likes, as we said before, nobody does unanimous. But right, it, it, is there a case for anyone but T.J. Watt? I think that some people might be able to make the case for Diggs because he's a lot flashier and he sticks in your mind more. When it all comes down to it, and you know what, uh, we'll use Watt to segue. I know for a fact that there are three games that if TJ Watt didn't play, like we, we all saw it. There were three games this year that the Steelers won almost 100% because of TJ Watt. I don't think the Buccaneers won three games extra because of Tom Brady. And I don't think the Green Bay Packers won three games extra, like decisively, like where it was clear on the field because of Aaron Rodgers. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Rodgers and Brady taken away from those teams, the Packers and the Buccaneers wouldn't be three games worse. What I'm saying is it was 100% clear that TJ Watt, almost solo in the Seattle game, won those games for Pittsburgh. I think Watt has a strong – 
I think Watt, not a strong case. I think Watt has a case for uh, NFL MVP. But he's not going to be but, No, he's not going to make it. He didn't have enough of a season for a defensive player to make it. Yeah. And not when the quarterbacks and, and the running back up top did what they did. Yep. But uh, we'll get to them in a second. I think this has got to be TJ, right? Yeah, uh, it, it has to be TJ, TJ, right? If, if it's not TJ, these awards are about as bad as, like, you know, an all-star game or a Pro Bowl. But honestly, it should have been TJ last year. Like, Donald won TJ's first award. Um, yeah. But I don't think they're going to snub him two, two in a row. They, they can't. Oh, man. If I were a Steelers fan and TJ Watt got snubbed after two seasons in a row on these awards come in, I, I would be pissed off. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you look at it, though, right? And I just think you just got to – this is the way I look at it a little bit. TJ Watt on that team means that the Steelers, with, with, now without Ben there, are still relevant. You know, they yeah. can still compete. And that, that to me, is a, a guy that wins Defensive Player of the Year, is a yeah. guy that you don't need your offense – you just need him, and he can do enough to disrupt a football game that you can win. I mean, he had it, and even against Kansas City until that, you know, uh, he, he had us all believing for a quarter that he was going to one-man show the whole game. Right. And I realized we haven't done Offensive Player of the Year yet. Uh, we have not. So I was going to ask you What was that? I was going to make sure you didn't go to MVP before Offensive Player of the Year. Don't worry. Yeah, I should have done Offensive Player, then Defensive Player, then MVP. Um, yeah, my bad. Uh, offensive Player of the Year. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, number three. Who's number three? Tom Brady? No, because Brady's going to get too many MVP votes. We've seen that plenty of times in the past where uh, players won both uh, MVP and Offensive Player of the Year, though. Sure. So I'll let you give Tom Brady the third place nod. Is it? It's my, a, reti- it's my retirement gift to Brady. Yeah, that, that kind of feels that way. Like, is there is there an argument for anyone else? I don't. I don't see one. I don't see a strong case. I mean, you could could couldn't you make a case for second half Patrick Mahomes a little bit? You could. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, second half Patrick Mahomes. That That's really where I go. Maybe, maybe a Josh Allen. Yeah, maybe a Josh I, Allen. Well, would we think that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, one of them's going to be an Offensive Player of the Year and one of them's going to be an MVP? See, I still don't think so. I think if you're honestly looking at for a player that's going to be on both ballots, it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I hate Jonathan Taylor as an MVP pick. I really hope he's not there. Without him, what are the Colts? Uh, they're not a playoff team. Oh, wait, they're not a playoff team with him. Oh, that was that was actually really funny to me, and I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> I feel like I should apologize that it was so funny, but I thought it was hilarious. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. 
That that one broke me just a little bit. Excellent. That's why I don't like him for the MVP vote anymore. I feel like the MVP has to be playing for a team that made the playoffs, right? If that's your mindset, then I I will allow it, and I'm not going to fight you on it. Okay. I'm not going to say that I'm going to agree with you, uh, but I'll say I'm not going to fight you on it. Okay. Um. So who is our number three for offensive player of the year? Like, it, it could be Mahomes. It could be Allen. It could be Brady. I, I'm not sure if it could be Rodgers. I don't think it could be Rodgers. I think Rodgers is just on the MVP list. Um. I don't see it anywhere else. So, so who would you put as the number three on your list? See, that's where I didn't want to have to answer that question because I really don't have an answer, a solid answer for you. Okay. Um, and I apologize. I don't. I just don't have a solid answer for you. Let's put Josh Allen on. Let's okay. say it's Josh Allen. Because I think you can argue that um, – I think you can argue that, he, like, you could argue him in the MVP conversation too, but I think one of the things that um, his his stats were were not as good as Tom Brady's, were they? No. But I yeah, think with let's the put third... Tom Brady. Let's make Tom Brady number three. And just say it's his going away gift. Yeah, we'll we'll call it the Brady going away gift. Uh, so okay. Cooper Cup versus Jonathan Taylor, Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, it's got to be Cooper Cup, right? Yeah, right. It, it, especially since how could you not have a Ram winning it uh, this year, right? Winning something right. this year, right? Yeah, I just think it's got to be Cooper Cup. I mean, I don't, I don't want to just come across like this award's going to Cooper Cup. Like, but to me, it's not even a question. It's Cooper Cup. I think that Jonathan Taylor will get some votes. He'll get but, some votes, but he's not going to get – it's not even going to be a close ballot. Okay, so 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 we're in complete agreement here that that, that this has to be Cooper Cup for, for numerous reasons. The, the, uh, the performance, the yards after the catch, the, uh, uh, the record set, the almost 2,000 receiving yards, uh, the fact that he's playing in the Super Bowl this coming week, the fact that he – he really emerged as the superstar receiver in the league. No disrespect to um, uh, Chase, Jefferson, Debo, but Debo's not even a wide receiver, really. He's he's a, he's a he's a he's a completely different position. I, I don't know. Is is Debo Samuel number three potentially over Tom Brady? Yeah, maybe, but here's the problem with Debo. I think other people are in the same situation as we are. What do you call him? And there's just confusion there. And I feel like anytime you're looking at a guy for awards, confusion is just not something that goes well with that conversation. Yeah. Debo is, it almost felt like he does, he's like Cordaro Patterson at this point in time. Yeah. He's an offensive player. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. His He's name does deserve the attention yeah. in here, but um, at the at the end of the day, this is Cooper Cup's award. Um, Tom Brady 
it would be nice to see Brady get the nod for offensive player of the year here. Um, uh, as the third spot, but really it's just a token because Taylor's finishing second in the voting cups finishing first. All right. So a few quick awards before we go into the MVP. Um, just, just a few different, you know, prize ones. Uh, the, the best Ohio quarterback who's not, whose name isn't Joe Burrow. Who are you giving the award to? Aren't there only two teams in Ohio? Yeah. Okay, there's only two teams in Ohio, and I still don't want to give it to Baker. <laughs> so let's give it to Justin Fields since he played at Ohio State. Okay? Okay. I'm All fine right. with uh, that. Uh, so um, the next, next award up, uh, best Cleveland Browns quarterback. What's the – who's the uh, – uh, I would have said Odell because he's got a better arm. I don't know, man. All right. <laughs> Personally, if I had a vote, I'm giving it to Casey Keenum. And 100% the most important word, best Cleveland Browns quarterback that appeared in a commercial this year. Can I give it to Baker's wife? I mean, I'm going to give it to Bernie Kosar, but, you know, you can give it to Baker's wife. I'm going to give it to Baker's wife. Okay, I'm going to vote for Bernie Kosar. Okay. So uh, now that those (laughs) awards are out of the way, um, and, and now that well, Baker Mayfield knows clearly what we think of him, <laughs> so I'm not going to let you transition right right away cleanly. Okay, you got some awards you want to give out real quick. I, I want to go with greatest goofball. Greatest goofball. Um, so to clarify, this award goes not to the funniest person, but to a player or coach who costs his team the most wins. Oh, that has to be Brandon Staley, right? Hands down, Brandon Stanley. Good job. We agree. Okay, so um, that let's do greatest goofball in another aspect. How about the funniest player on the field for, for greatest I'm goofball? Doing, I'm doing that to Miles Garrett for his Halloween costumes. Oh, the Grim Reaper. Oh, I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm probably still going to give it to Juju Smith-Schuster, even though he only played half a season, because on TikTok, he's at least funny, right? <laughs> he was really funny on TikTok. And finally, greatest player who's also a goofball. Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. <laughs> okay. Worst business decision of the year? Worst business Firing Brian Flores. Okay. I'm giving my award to Odell Beckham Jr. Do you know how much he made off his Rams contract? <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> how much he made? In, well, after uh, federal taxes of 27%, California taxes, which brought him up to 50.3% tax rate, and then the Bitcoin crash, Odell Beckham Jr. for his entire time as a Ram has made $37,000. All right. Yeah, that's uh... <laughs> that Oh, man. Terrible. It makes my Brian Flores pick look bad. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. making $37,000 for half a season. Man, we've worked Odell's name into the show on, in three separate categories today. <laughs> and uh, let, um, let's, let's go finally with, uh, with, with a slightly more sad one. Biggest disappointment this year. This is finally an award I feel like I can give to Baker Mayfield. 
I'm going to give it to Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I'm going to give it to Baker only because we had everybody, and not just us, thought that this team was built to make a deep playoff run. He had every piece he was going to need, and it was all there for him. The only reason why I'm not voting for Baker Mayfield is because I don't want to give him any award, even if it's the biggest disappointment. (laughs) Does Baker have a job as a starting quarterback next season somewhere? I'm sure he does somewhere. (laughs) I don't even know that the Cleveland Browns have definitely moved on yet. Oh, gosh. It's, it's a very brown thing to do. <laughs> OBJ has more touchdowns with Stafford than he had his entire time with Baker. Yeah, no, the, the, I, I kind of feel like the Browns front offense is going to waste uh, uh, the, the prime careers of Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett. <laughs> Actually, can I change my biggest disappointment award? Sure. I want to go with the Giants wide receiving core. <laughs> uh... when- when your top three wide receivers have less touchdowns than your left guard, that's a problem. We could also then, go with, Oh, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, Kenny Galladay got paid a lot of money to have zero touchdowns through 18 weeks. Uh, and uh, one final shout-out for biggest disappointment will be Trey Lance. It's kind of like it's pretty clear mm. how good of a quarterback Jimmy G is. And if Lance isn't starting, that means Jimmy G's better. There we go. Let's get let's put a, a hypothetical scenario. Let's put Jimmy G on the Browns and see if he's any better than Baker. <laughs> Jimmy G is better than Baker Mayfield. Are you kidding me? The Browns are in Super Bowl contention next year. Oh my gosh. No, so... think about it. Minus the quarterbacks uh, from both the Browns and the 49ers. Doesn't the Cleveland Brown team stack up very well, minus quarterback, against the 49er team? I would say so. Can we do two more awards real quick? Sure, let's do two more. Let's go uh, two high schoolish awards. But this one, if you, I mean, if this one's at a high school, it's probably pretty messed up high school. Most, your most hated player of the year. A guy that you watch and you're just like, you cannot stand watching him play football. Oh, most hated player. Cannot stand to watch play uh, them play. Um, I feel like this is a hard one because for a while, you know, you could have said Vontaze perfect, Tom Brady, but you're obviously not with Brady anymore. But, like, who is the one player that's on your TV screen and you're like, goodness, I'm rooting for the other team no matter what happens in this situation. You go I feel first. Like all your, what, you want me to go first? I feel yeah. like your listeners already know. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's not Patrick Mahomes for me. If I'm going a Chief, I'm going Tyree Kill. Okay. I can't stand the fact that he gets away with the taunting rule more, more often than anybody else in the league. Um, but there's a lot of reasons to hate a player. Right, there are. There's also dirty players. There's everything under the sun out there. That's why I was curious. Who is, who is your player that you watch and you you just cannot get behind? Man, this is, this is very challenging as a whole. Um, when I.
because part of me still wants to say like I I love Miles Garrett in some ways, but I hate him in other ways. Mm. Um but when it all comes down to it, it does it have to be hated player or does it have to be hated NFL person? NFL person. You can you can go coaching staff if you want to. Matt Nagy. Okay. Matt Nagy just looked like death worn over and incredibly pissed off and incredibly like needed a hug, but you knew that uh, you were going to catch whatever he had if, if, if you touched him. Aaron Rodgers is uh, also my final two ballot, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers could make it. Miles Garrett could make it. Tyree Kill could make it. Um, I specifically didn't go Hill because I, I knew you were going Mahomes. Okay. Uh, so who's your most likable player? Oh, most likable my most likable player in football. Um, ooh. Well, you know, there's, and to clarify this award, it doesn't have to be a good guy or anything, like a guy that's good or anything. Just a guy that when he's on the field, you're rooting for him to succeed. I can go first because I've actually thought about this. Yeah. If you'd like, and give me another second. For yeah. me, it's Money Mac. Uh, Money Mac, and that's not Mac Jones. That's McPherson. Love the love the story of the fact that you know this kid didn't know he'd have an NFL job. Gets the phone call from the Bengals, and just is so clutch. If you watch him kick and you look at his power, he is every bit of Justin Tucker, which yeah. is exciting. Yeah. I, I like that. And then my other one. Is in you know you can you can get mad at me I think if you want to, it's okay. I'm putting my other player here as Justin Herbert for the fact that so many times you can tell he disagreed with the call coming in from Stanley, <laughs> and even there's a lot of times where he looked and you can like most quarterbacks like yeah I want to go for this, but specifically I think of you know fourth and fourth and three from your own 16 yard line. And he just stares over at his coach, like, what did you want us to go for this? That's ridiculous. But he does it anyway. And then he never complained about his coaching staff. Okay. Not not one time this season when they asked him questions about losses, did he ever point and say, look at the coach? He always pointed and said, I could have done this better or I should have done this better. You know, and I, I really like that about him. All right. I got my top three while we're going through it. Coming in, coming okay. in at third is Joe Burrow. The fact that he gave out cigars to his Cincinnati teammates is absolutely hilarious. He he is <laughs> he he is the most baller player in football. I think I used that term correctly. It's um, he did. He, he, he did. just I'm he he is Joe Cool. Uh, he, he is just flat out Joe Cool. Um, so coming in at third. Um, coming in at wow, I forgot my. Coming out second was Trayvon Diggs, uh, mainly because the, uh, all of the extra stuff with his son teaching him playbooks and stuff like that, it, it, it actually got very in, endearing at certain points and times in the season because, I don't know, okay. you, you always saw his son in the stands. You, 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 uh, you, you saw some of the behind-the-scenes stuff where he's going over plays with his dad like he knows it better than him. He might know it better than him. He could just potentially be a prodigy. Uh, like So – very endearing as a whole and then um 
uh, why, man, when, when I thought of my number one, it was so obvious to me, and my number one just jumped out of my head. Um, so I'm just going to stick with Joe Burrow and Trayvon Diggs and hope that I remember uh, the, the, the number one at some point in time. <laughs> um, wow, I literally just forgot my number one. Okay, so so I'm going Joe Burrow and Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> okay. For completely opposite reasons. Yeah, I mean, there's always something to be said, and I'll be that guy for a second oh, and just agree yeah. with you. There's always something to be said about a man that's being a good father. Yeah. Especially in an industry, and I'm not I'm not gonna talk bad about athletes, but in an industry where so many of them are so absentee level it is really there's something there about a guy that steps up and like is a good father yeah 100 percent. oh i I remembered my number one uh my number one is is clearly and decisively jj watt that whole routine on the sideline in week seven where he was just going off maybe we're just filling the blank better and, and he, he was on that tirade on the sideline. And we all saw the YouTube videos for like what felt like seven minutes straight um, because, you know, people were discounting one Cardinal win after another. And, and honestly, it kind of proved when J.J. Watt was done, the Cardinals weren't the same team from that point onward. So it's very – he brings an energy to a team that very few players in the league bring. Hmm. Uh, I don't hate it, and I uh, I endorse your vote today. Um, he's also a good guy. Oh yeah, he is. Former Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. So, all right. So now let's move on to the uh, let's move on to the big boy here. Yeah, let's move on to the big boy, the MVP award. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and who? For me, it's Jonathan Taylor. I know you disagree. I respect your disagreement. Why over Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? I just think when Jonathan Taylor was not on that field and when he was held down a little bit, you clearly saw what the Colts were. And when the Colts had a, when they had to come back and win, you know, you were able to clearly look at it and be like, oh goodness, they can't win. You know, it, it was just to me that level. Like he, he was just the guy, and when he wasn't able to perform for his team, for whatever reason, most of the time because they were just trailing by too much, his team just died. So that's why for me. Okay. So when it all comes down to it, I feel like um, I feel if you take away Patrick Mahomes from the Chiefs this season, it's not as drastic if you take Josh Allen away from the Bills. Okay. It's weird to think the ballot might not have Mahomes on it. Incredibly weird. But I think because he's not playing in the Super Bowl this week, it's justifiable. And Mm -hmm. frankly, Josh Allen could easily be in that game. So... I'm not going to talk overtime at all. I'm going to talk 13 seconds. Okay. Which might be the argument to get Pat Mahomes in over Josh Allen, to be completely honest, because 
But at the same time, I saw uh, Josh Allen's far more important to the Bills than Patrick Mahomes is to the Chiefs. Um, right. This isn't Offensive Player of the Year. This isn't Best Player Award. I think that uh, Patrick Mahomes will check in on that list before Josh Allen on both, in both of those. This is MVP and this is specifically MVP for 2021. Josh Allen comes in third in the MVP vote, though. It's not, this is just that this is just we're picking that third spot. I'm sure you're putting Jonathan Taylor as a clear third in yours. Right. Yep. So, really, this comes down to Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Um, both exited the playoffs the same week. Uh, Brady got a win in the first round, but Aaron Rodgers didn't have to play in the first round. Right. So, so there's different ways to value both of those. You look at the low interceptions, the higher quarterback rating for one. Uh, the other one by whoa, one passing by a thousand yards and like what was it like ten touchdowns? Hmm. I, I honestly, and you know, I don't see. Uh, for me, I, I don't want. I don't want to give it to Rodgers, but it's clearly Rodgers and Brady, right? Which so, yeah. Here's now, why what? I would vote for Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. If I had a vote, I would vote for Tom Brady, because I'm not forgiving Rodgers for the crap he pulled halfway through the season. Right. I am the media. I Rodgers didn't lie to the NFL. He didn't lie to uh, the front offense. He didn't lie to the team. He lied to the media. When it's mm-hmm. as close as Brady Rodgers is, you start to consider more than just the on-the-field stuff. Right. Tom Brady retired and gave us man of the arena this year. Roger What was that? So don't discount the power of a of a product like man in the arena this year. Yeah. Rogers gave us one controversy after another and legit mm-hmm. looked like an a-hole at times. And this is like why I'm voting for Tom Brady. And this is why I think the sports writers, even if even if we think Rodgers' season was slightly better, which I think that Rodgers' season is slightly better because of the bye. Mm-hmm. And we also saw how bad the Packers were without him for one game. Right. But I think off the field plays a factor in too much, and I'm giving it to Tommy Terrific in his final year. Okay. You, I'm. I am also. For me, I'm also giving it to Tom Brady. And it's just because, again, without Brady, that team crumbled. For I mean, and looking at everything after all is said and done, and Tom Brady is a better football player. Do you how much how much do you think the off the field stuff factors in for Rodgers? I think the off the field stuff is the reason why Rodgers doesn't win the award. 
Okay. Rodgers' value to the Packers is far greater than uh, Tom Brady's value to the Buccaneers. I can almost guarantee you when Brady's retired and Rodgers on a new team next year, that the Green Bay Packers are going to be a much worse team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I also think Brady had 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Yeah, uh, Brady's season was impressive. When, when it comes to on the field, it's a very tough decision where I think when, the slight edge goes to Rodgers. But with that said, the off-the-field crap that Rodgers did this season, like, I, I'm not down with it. Like, I, I'm just really not. And then you get some good feel-good stuff from Tom Brady. Yeah. When um, I should know this, but I don't. When is final vow, uh, voting done? I'm actually not 100% sure when final voting is done. I know it's just a sports writer's vote, though, so. Right. I'm just trying to figure out if – what is it uh... – because I think that plays a part too. If final balloting is after the retirement announcement, Brady wins MVP. If it's prior to, I'm thinking that it's it's fifty fifty. But if it it, it, after... it typically factors in the divisional round of the playoffs. I couldn't tell you, but Brady, uh, the Brady conversation. Um, I think it actually factors in after the title games. But the Brady stuff happened just a little after the title games. Right. And it was just after, though. It was, it was what, one day later that the news broke? I don't know. I feel like final bouts are probably being cast this week for next week's award, to be completely honest. Like, it's, you know, you have the week off. Why, why, wouldn't, you, uh, why wouldn't you do final bouts this week? That's where, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a question. But if you, if it is right now, don't you think there's a certain contingency that it's like, wow, the GOAT is gone? Yeah. And you give it, they throw it to Brady just because the GOAT is, the GOAT is done. And, you know, I'm not, I do live in New England. I've heard 4,000 times in the last couple of days, Brady is not done. Brady is not done. Like, he'll be back. And I don't see it. I think once Bra- I think Brady's personality is once he makes a decision to be done with something, he's done with something. Yeah. And I just honestly think Brady's done with football. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I, I feel like I'd give it to Brady. I was a Brady supporter in the MVP voting prior to the retirement. Yeah, because Rodgers and like honestly. It has, I, I'm voting for Brady, not because of any, not because of the feel good Tom Brady stuff, not because of the on the field. I, I'm giving it to Brady because Rodgers just annoyed the crap out of me this year. And I will disagree, by the way, with one other thing you said. You said that the Bucks were going to take a massive plummet. I love, I like Trask after having a year of Brady mentorship. No, no, I didn't say the Bucks would take a massive plummet. I said that the Packers would fall uh, farther than the Bucks. Okay, sorry. I, 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 I still think the Buccaneers are a playoff team. I don't think I, I don't know if they're a division clinching team. I still think the Buccaneers are a playoff team because Tom Brady instilled a winning culture. Right, I, I think thought that Aaron Rodgers has never instilled, to my knowledge. I honestly thought for sure when we saw that Sean Payton was done, 
that that was going to mean that Brady said, "Okay, I can win another. I can win another one here real quick." <laughs> but yeah, it's. Um, I, I, and I, honestly, I really hope sports writers hold a grudge a little, uh, to the extent that at least uh, I'm holding a grudge, and that they, and, and that they just stick at the Rogers for, for what he's done. I really hope they they haven't forgotten and forgiven him at, by this point in time. And I know that sounds awful, uh, but how about, I don't know, how about forgive him after you cast your vote, right? He didn't play by the rules. No, no, and he did play by the rules, but he had no regard for the fans or the media when he did it. Oh, you're, you're talking about the offseason stuff where he basically hardballed his team. Yeah, uh, it's... <laughs> and now, now he will not be a Packer. Oh, you know, he's definitely not going to be a Packer. Yeah, and he's already bought his, uh, his home in Nashville and uh, told the Titans he wants to play for them next year. Like, if, I'm the tit- if I'm the Titans, I don't do it. I, I think they will, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I have no reason to think he's not going to be a Bronco still because it, I, 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 made, I, I was talking about him being a Bronco next year uh, be, before this season began. So the no only reason, reason I see him, the only reason I could see him not being a Bronco, do you think the Broncos make a big move in free agency prior to new ownership? Mm. And if no, then you have to say, okay, they're not going after Rogers. And if they already know the owner, like a lot of news outlets are already claiming that uh, it's Peyton Manning's group that's going to be buying the team. Okay. Peyton doesn't like Rogers. So I I see it as a twofer. Like Peyton doesn't like Rogers. And if it's not Peyton's group, I don't think you make a big free agent splash and possibly turn away other ownership groups that are like, Oh, I got to pay that guy now. By the way, Peyton is by far the number. Oh no, not by far. Uh, uh, Closely followed by Eli is the number one sports personality, uh, NFL personality that's not playing right now. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I am. I am hoping that Peyton Manning does not buy the Broncos solely because I don't want to lose that Monday night football. Alternative. Yeah, no, absolute smashing success. His his and Eli stuff on ESPN Plus. Um, it, you know, and and honestly, part of me thinks that Brady is going to become part of that group that you know that that odd group of uh, all time great misfits. Well, he he has um Brady has the TB twelve production company. Yes, he does. And I like I can't help but to think that he's going to leverage that now with ESPN and be like, okay, guys, so I have this production company. You have a massive need for good content. Yep. So this time of year becomes harder. And in about a month, it's really hard for me to justify why I pay for ESPN plus every month. Because during the baseball season, I also have the MLB TV package. Gotcha. But you is, and I think there's a lot of fans that are in a similar situation as me. College basketball is over. College football is not started. Why do I pay for this product? Yeah. But, but last year I came back to the product because they, and I never canceled it because they gave me the last dance with Michael Jordan. Yep. 
So. See, whereas currently I'm going to be re-enrolling in ESPN Plus when, when the season's officially over so I can catch up with Peyton's places, Eli's places, details, and Man in the Arena. Mm. Have you not watched Man in the Arena yet? Nope. All credibility you have is gone. No, it's not. I am. No, it's really not. I, I, I work. It's, I don't have time to sit down and watch a bunch of other shows during the NFL season. I just have a busy schedule. Right. So when the NFL season is officially over, I'll be catching up with everything that I missed. It, it, probably with probably within a week after the season being over. Mm. Because, you know, obviously there's uh, to, to, to avoid the hangover, you know, honestly, I, I'll, I'll probably try to stretch it out until March Madness. But, uh, you know, foot, football takes a, Football takes a lot of time to watch. So I really look forward to our Man in the Arena recap podcast. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. And, uh, you know, to go over some of the schedule that's coming up, uh, for those who have lingered uh, through to the end, um, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part, uh, be a, a part of the JMO Thoreau community. Thank you for um, uh, listening to all of our little uh, baffling and weird awards before we got to the MVP. Um, you know, and for the sidetracks we had, but uh, we will in the upcoming uh, excuse me in the upcoming weeks uh, we will we will definitely be having a uh, a a coaching special um, coaches and general general managers that uh, that have been playing. Obviously, this coming week it's going to be all about the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. Going to just going to. Uh, you know, c- cover the game in, in grand fashion next Friday, breaking it down with Josh. I'm going to have some sort of Super Bowl content for you on Tuesday. I, I feel a little funny uh, straying off onto something else before then. I'll probably just, uh, I'm, I'm probably just going to do, it, it's not going to, obviously I'll try to make it as interesting as possible, but I'm going to just follow the team's journey through, through the course of the season to get to this point. And then, you know, next Friday's show, it's going to be all big game. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little about uh, the halftime show, too. And, uh, you know. Well, J-Mo, I didn't clear this with you yet. So I'm just going to throw it out there for you now and hold you to it with whatever your answer is live on your podcast here. Okay. What do you think about doing a second Super Bowl show that uh, does not focus on the game at all? And is, you know, we, we cap it at like about a half an hour. And we talk about that halftime show, and we do some Super Bowl prop bet picks that are not game-related. You know, the coin flips, the national anthem. We, we break down some of those ridiculous props that have made the Super Bowl such a fun extravaganza. Okay. Um, yeah, we could probably record them back-to-back and then uh, one day uh, next Friday and then and then release one Friday, one Saturday. I, I, I feel like I would be down for that. Uh, you might have to give me some of those other, uh, you might have to give me some of those other props that, uh, you know, uh, we can play. Obviously, don't take our advice from that because that's all guessing. So, <laughs> but, 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 it, but it's a fun way to, uh, to do it. And who knows, if you get them all right, it's, yeah, it's even better. Except the only one that's not really guessing is Super Bowl or National Anthem over-unders because you can find previous recordings of that artist and find out how long they went for. That's so, fair. 
Except Demi Lovato broke that last year when she went four seconds over her previous long to hit the over by half a second. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then, you know, obviously the, um, the, the, the week after my earlier show is going to be the Super Bowl recap. I'm going to be talking a little bit about um, uh, the, the – the, it's 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 either going to be the the legacy that uh, that certain Rams are leaving behind, or the bright future of the Cincinnati Bengals. With the other being, you know, focus more on the winter winner and the loser being touched on. But uh, you know, really, it's coming down to legacy versus future as far you know, because this Rams team is pretty old, and it doesn't. This is their year. If if they don't get it, they're not going to more than likely, right? With the salary cap yeah. stuff. Uh, whereas the Bengals, the Bengals can keep this going for, for a while. So, um, and then next Friday's show will be our coaching special, and then somewhere after that we'll work in some sort of. We, we might work in talking about some of the uh, ESPN Plus shows. Um, we'll we'll definitely have a, a free agency prediction show uh, somewhere following that up. Uh, th- there will be content to fill in the gap. I am talking to Dave Black about doing some sort of fun parody show, uh, so like a little bit of NFL comedy somewhere in there. So, uh, so yeah, uh, we, we should see his comeback uh, at, at some point in time in the near future. And, um, yeah, um, obviously, I would love to continue to do a weekly show with you every week, Josh. Is, is, is that something that is uh, feasible for you? Oh, absolutely. I got a whole bunch of college football knowledge to start dropping as the draft gets closer. Awesome. And then uh, I will, on, on the show that I've been doing solo for the majority of the season, I will be trying to uh, work in the, uh, the usual suspects that, uh, that, that, that you saw throughout the summer. Uh, the Dave Blacks, the Ethan Shukas's. Who knows? Maybe we can sack her Ray back at some point in time. And, um... So. You know, and then we do, I, you know, I have a show that, a show idea that I think would be genius. I'd love to get some of your viewer or your listener feedback on. I have a friend from work that is a very good guy, has never actually watched a professional football game. Oh, wow. So I have found a full length recording of the, uh, that, I mean, it's 2022. It's not that hard. But we have found a full length recording of that Bills Chiefs game. And I would love if we can, you know, get his recap at some point during this offseason of what that was to a non football fan that doesn't even know what the game, idea of the game is. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that actually is, sounds it would be pretty cool. He is a fresh to America kind of guy. His English is perfect. The accent's not that bad. But he's never actually watched an uh nfl or a football game and uh one of the other things that i i I was i've toyed with and you know what you guys are gonna you guys are gonna have to deal with it if you don't want to listen to uh uh to a daddy talk to his daughter about uh her fun moments for the nfl season on one of the random tuesday shows uh then then you don't have to but uh, i'm definitely gonna have a co-host of autumn miller one week Oh, we're getting an autumn debut episode. Yes, we're getting an autumn debut episode. She wants to podcast with Daddy, and Daddy's going to have a whole bunch of questions for her about her favorite moments of the season. And uh, she's probably going to talk about uh, 
she's probably going to talk about the uh, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Rams, and um, and the Dolphins the most. And I well, will get, and out she will point. gladly give her J E T S Jets Jets Jets. I want to point out that I talked to her a couple of weeks ago and asked her her favorite football teams. She listed about every team in the NFL, but never once said the New York Giants. <laughs> she also didn't say New England Patriots. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, she likes she really does like the Buccaneers the Raiders and the Bengals more than any other team, it seems. But minus the Jets. She's been trained to be a Jets fan. But Oh, I have uh, good news to wrap up this podcast for your listeners. Okay. My youngest stepson, who is in a fantasy league with some of us, has, uh, rec- has recanted his fandom and has declared that he will no longer be a New England Patriots fan. Cincinnati Bengals. So, yes, he, he's gone full in on the Joe Burrows steam uh, train there. So I was all prepared to get Autumn her Cincinnati Bengal t-shirt to wear for the Super Bowl. And come championship Sunday, she told me that she won up the Chiefs and the Rams. Oh, no. And I'm like, you do realize if you're rooting for the Chiefs, you're not going to get a Bengal shirt. And she decided to root for the Chiefs. She had money on the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't get it. And I'm kind of like, wow. It, it's kind of like, the you know, the, this Chiefs thing isn't going to work forever. There's too much money going to key spots. It's like this Bengals thing's going to work for a little while longer, I feel. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, she chose it. So I'm kind of like, okay, you know, consequences. You got to live with your decision. You're, you're, you're that much closer to being a Jets fan for the rest of your life. I, I, I hope you realize what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to her. I, I gave her it out. I was going to buy her a Bengals t-shirt. I gave her it out. She didn't take She's it. She's so adorable and you're going to ruin it for her. You know, part of me wanted her to end up being a Bengals fan here, to be completely honest. She would get a Super Bowl <laughs> in her lifetime. Yeah. I mean, with that said, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little optimistic about the Jets in 2022. Um, not as optimistic as I am about the Bengals, but, you know, <laughs> definitely not as optimistic as I am about the Bengals in 2021. <laughs> right. But... But yeah, no. So, uh, but yeah, we we've rambled on long enough at the end here. Uh, it was fun mm-hmm. talking with you again. It was fun uh, talking to everyone again. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And um, you know, slowly, I'm going to get uh, more back in the groove. We will have complete off-season content. There, there, there's plenty to go over. Like, yeah, granted, some of the shows are not going to, uh, you know, the autumn show, the parody show. Uh, they're not going to be you know, prime NFL content that at the same time, it's going to be NFL themed and a fun show. So, so yeah, uh, make sure to tune in. And um, I have an announcement in the future coming about the, uh, coming about the, when, when free agency is closer. So I'm going to attempt something a little, a little drastic, but I think, I think it might be able to be pulled off for, uh, for the day that free agency opens. 
Oh, and nice. Yeah. Uh, what was that? If any, of your, any of your listeners are interested in talking college uh, college baseball, let me know. Cool. And, right. and, yeah. I got nothing else. All I'm going to say to wrap this up is if you blitz, it's a 15-yard penalty. So stay in your lane. <laughs> uh, man. Okay, I got a close. Yeah, I, I got a closing joke for the show too. You ready? Absolutely. The Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. <laughs>